It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it's Kyle. Um, I am at the beginning of this podcast to tell you that at the end of the last podcast, Jonathan promised that there would be a top five uh, favorite, sexiest, what have you, actors. Uh, obviously, um, that was going to feature uh, three women and their take on their sexiest actors. Uh, but surprise, surprise, as what sometimes happens in the digital medium, uh, we lost the file. We no longer have that file. Don't know where it's at. Don't know how to get it back. Uh, so we are going to go ahead and skip that episode. Uh, perhaps maybe one day we will re-record it. Um, it, it. It's even to the point where I don't even know what the, the top fives were. Um, I wasn't really involved in that particular podcast, so I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. You know, don't don't start tweeting me asking me what the fuck the top five act, sexiest actors were because I certainly don't know. Uh, but these things do tend to happen, so uh, we are going to trudge on as normally, and we are going to go to the next top five, which is our top five favorite dun, 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 sidekicks, and this is my premiere on the actual top five podcast. So without further ado, this is the top five sidekicks. Shark Dropper Studios presents to you top five, five, five four, four, three, three two. Welcome to Top 5. Once again, this is episode 10. Uh, top 5 Sidekicks. Uh, if you couldn't already tell by the name of the episode in your podcast app, I am your host, Jonathan. And I guess the sidekicks joining me today Ooh. are Robert Lamb, John Lozaveth, and a newbie from Doppel Avenue Hurt, Word of the Bay, and Paralyzed. Please welcome Kyle Appleyard. Hi. Welcome, Kyle. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Good. How's everybody else doing? I'm all right. Kicking it. It's been a while since Keep we it. recorded top five. Um, the listeners don't know that, but but we definitely oh, know Oh, way that. to break the illusion. Sorry. I don't uh, this is coming out <laughs> often, so we're recording all the time, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're consistent. Nonstop. 24-7. Actually, guys, it's been so long, I don't even know how to count down from five. Gentlemen, do you know where the term sidekick came from? Uh, Not everybody at once, please. Nope. Wasn't like a type of motorcycle? 
Is it a thing that Chuck Norris does? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Chuck Norris movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Chuck Norris invented and, and his move. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the first sidekick ever. Uh, no, the term sidekick, um, it derives from early 19th century. So if you were a thief in the 19th century, they would call... Let me try and get all elegant on you guys. The front pocket of your trousers mm. would be called the kick. Mm. Okay. And so as they, they always considered the kick uh, the most secure place to from thieves to protect your money. So thieves evolved and they got sidekicks to as as like a, a ways of trying to get into the kick. So they mm. have like a two man operation instead of just a one. Oh nice. Uh, later it obviously evolved into what we know now as far as like the secondary character to kind of be comic relief to or some sort of subsequent character to our hero. Uh, does anybody want to take a guess at who the very first sidekick in history was? Yes. Go ahead. Wait. Uh, um, Watson. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the the guy for Don... Uh, Quixote? Yeah, Don Quixote. Who's, yeah, who's, there was one in there. Who's Don Quixote's sidekick? They always use it, uh, Sancho, Santo, or no, Rob it, Schneider. It's Peter Coyote. Oh, <laughs> but I was—I don't know—I was on the right. No, yeah, I think that's close. No, <laughs> never mind. It was Inkudu who adopted a sidekick role to Gilgamesh after oh, yeah. they became allies in the epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, Do you know close. the? Okay, last question: Who is the only sidekick in the Bible? Jesus, Abel, <laughs> that talking bush. <laughs> It was <laughs> the Ark. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say Jesus to God, but they're yeah. the same guy. No, right. it's uh, Aaron to Moses. What? Really? Aaron to Moses. That's a guy? Yes. I, should, I went to school with an Aaron to Moses. <laughs> he was a weird guy. Two of everything. Aaron is <laughs> a guy. Always twos. Well, enough history lesson. Let's... Uh, Let's get into our top five sidekicks. Kyle, since you are first joining us uh, for the first time on Top 5, why don't you start us out with number five? Oh, gosh, I'd love to. Uh, this this sidekick is uh, from the cinematic world, uh, and it almost didn't make my list because it's not an actual person. Uh, this is a volleyball from the movie <laughs> Castaway named Wilson. I picked this because... Wilson! Th- <laughs> Wilson! I'm sorry, Wilson! Uh, because... When have you ever felt that way for an inanimate object in a movie? Like the way yeah. that they've, the, the, the motions that they made you feel for Wilson. And we've all kind of been there before where we fell in love with volleyball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's heartbreaking. I mean, right, guys? We've all felt and fell in love with balls. I love balls. <laughs> I love my I balls. A, I had a torrid affair with basketball. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, the, it, the directors did an absolutely wonderful job creating a love connection a a emotional connection to an inanimate object and it, it kind of brought you back to like when you were a child and you had a stuffed animal yeah. we all felt that as adults like that same sort of bond i just want to ask john real quick that uh that affair that you had with the basketball yes. are you sure you were just not sleeping with that basketball basketball because it was a rebound oh there was four. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. just what did he do <laughs> Let's just just let's just let's just turn out the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that was bad. Go ahead. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, it hey, I shot and I scored. <laughs> Jesus. How many puns can we fit into one fucking 
Robert, I know oh. you're a Bill Burr fan, but uh, uh, Bill Burr has a joke about getting a dog, and mm-hmm. he says like one of the re- one of the things that made him start to like the dog was finally he had something to to bounce some bounce things off of. You know, if you're if you're a person that like talks to yourself a lot, you can kind of relate to Wilson and the Tom Hanks character of, of just being like oh, yeah. having that just a, a thing that will always agree with you. It bounce off things off of. It's I don't know. It's it was it was an interesting. I think a lot of people do that with like especially animals and stuff. Like just talking to their animals, like their animals really know what they're talking about. Definitely, mine does. Yeah. Hey. And with that said, John, once uh, once you give us your top f- or number five. All right, my top five. Yeah, just get, five. run down the list. Okay. <laughs> your number We're going to talk about your list. We're here for right. everybody else's. Okay, so mine's from TV. It's from The Office. It was actually really hard to choose because there's – you could argue that there's a lot of different sidekicks in that show. Mm-hmm. But the person I went with was Dwight Schrute. Very good. Because he – you could say he was the sidekick to Michael Scott or the assistant yeah. to the regional manager. Assistant to the regional To the regional, Assist- to the regional manager. Yeah. It's just – you know, throughout this course of the show, Dwight Schrute was, I felt, probably the second best character in the office. It's just he evolved while somehow still staying, staying true to his character. He, like, evolved and devolved and then re-evolved. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Recyclops. He just kept getting, it's, like, more and more intense. It's funny, though, because he he would always get rejected by Michael Scott, too. Yeah. And Michael Scott just, like, picked on him so much. Yeah. He, like, Michael liked, like, Jim. He always wanted to hang out with Jim or BJ Novak, but he didn't. He never wanted to hang out with Dwight, and he just was forced to because <laughs> Dwight wanted to, and he was the only one who would. But for all intents and purposes, Dwight was the kind of sidekick that was better almost in every way than his counterpart. Like he was, he well, was, he was a, smarter. He was smarter. He was more successful. He had a, he had a successful beat farm and bed and breakfast. <laughs> yeah. He did. I mean, yeah. he was, I mean, he was stronger. He was. He was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although his rivalry with uh, Jim was also was oh, also yeah. great. Yeah. I don't know. The pranks. I think I think Dwight is one of those perfect char- characters in TV. Like, yeah. what he is supposed to be, he is perfect for it. Yeah. Dwight is one of the reasons why I feel like, to you know, to a lot of office snobs out there, I feel like Dwight is one of the main reasons why the U.S. version is better than the original U.K. version. Ooh. Yeah. Shots fired. Yeah. Yep. Hey, oh, I like, yeah. Take I like that, the, Britain. I like the U.S. version a lot, a lot better, too. Right. There you go. Yeah. Robert. Yep. Number five sidekick. All right. My number five is not going to be a well-known one, but I really wanted to put this character on here because I think what what he does in these movies, because he appears in multiple movies, uh, is just it's just amazing. And it's so funny. And he appears in a lot of comedy films, and those films are the Pink Panther films. And if you've ever seen Pink Panther, Shot in the Dark, Return of the Pink Panther, all those, um, with Peter Sellers back in the 60s and 70s, there was this character named Kato Fong. And Kato Fong helped Peter Sellers' character out by just basically taking calls from and, and doing like house duties. But he also would hide in Peter Sellers' house when Peter Sellers was away. And while he was doing his like detective work, he would come home. And when he came home, Kato Fong would be hiding somewhere. And Peter Sellers would kind of forget about that. And he would come inside, and he'd be like, Kato, can you help me grab these bags? And maybe he came back from grocery shopping, and Kato wouldn't answer. And then he would be like, oh, shit, he's hiding. So he had to keep him vigilant. So he knows. So he would go around, 
and he would check all the cupboards and doors and everything to see if he could find Cato and, and sneak up on him. But Cato would always hide somewhere else, and he would always jump out. And I remember there was like one part where Peter Sellers was like, oh, maybe he's just he, – he left or something after he checked the whole house, and he opens the fridge, and Cato Fong jumps out. And they just fight for two minutes straight, That's breaking right. up everything in the house, just destroying it. And then after that, they would take a phone call, like a phone would ring, and they he'd answer it, and then they'd just stop. And that's just what Cato Fong was there in every movie to just keep him alert at all times. Keep him on his toes. Yeah, and I just thought that that was like a great character and a great skit that just like carried over to each movie. And I wanted to fit that into my top five. I don't. I think I remember. I don't know if it was you that told me this, or I, I remember that story, like of hearing that. Yeah. And that also reminds me of that Dane Cook joke of he wants to, a monkey waiting for him at home, right? Possibly, which further proves that Dane Cook is a fucking hack. <laughs> yeah. 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 A professional ripoff artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that's that's exactly what Kido Fong would just be hiding. I, I remember just Peter Sellers like just closing a door, and you'd see him standing up behind him, like in the crouching position, just like ready to just attack. And it was just funny. I don't know. Those just always carried over, and I thought it was a great skit. All right. I am not f- familiar with the character, so I can't. Right. I no, definitely check those movies out. I heard the originals were very good, uh, but I also th- thought I heard somewhere that the uh, remake with Steve Martin was absolutely dog shit. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't think those were great at all. I didn't even see those. Or like Steve Martin, like completely overacted. Or are you having problems over there, Robert? Yeah, there's something crawling on my leg right now. Yeah, I thought I no, I think that's like a piece of paper. No, it's not. behind me. Turn, turn on the light real quick. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I think hmm. are we gonna be okay? I think we're we're having we're yeah, having some issues. We're good. We're we good. have an intruder. Listen, it was actually, I thought I felt that earlier. There's on the definitely something in here. Yeah, there's, it, there might be a little something in here. It was actually me feeling you oh, up. Wait, it's a cockroach. Wait. Is it? Oh god! It's a cockroach on Robert's oh, foot. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, there it is. There he is. <laughs> well, we got an issue. I couldn't cut it right now, but I want to keep the audio going. Yeah, I think you should keep the audio going. Do you, do you the one mistake I made on the shark dropper was like cutting the audio when the bug attack happened. I oh, wish yeah. I kept it going. Wait, do it's, you want me to kill it? Yeah, it's by yeah. me. John, kill it. I hate fucking cockroaches. <laughs> just All right, just step on it, but it's going to like smush it. Into live the from Shark Dropper Studios on top five. The live it extermination. Went the, it went under the the thing, like the the <laughs> shroud. Here, maybe maybe we can get like a phone. Down there. I like how we're still recording. Oh, I'm not gonna cut this. Yeah, that's fine. Get it, John. I mean, it's fucking top five. It's not top eleven. You hurt. <laughs> well, if it was a fictional podcast, this <laughs> might kind of. John's gonna be my sidekick. Okay. I'm gonna be John's sidekick while he kills this roach. John's bending over, real sexy like. Kyle's on the, the ground. Roach. No, I don't see it. It's, it's like a no. Fuck that, man. <laughs> no, fuck that. I ain't doing this it's fucking really podcast with this thing in there. What is it? It's not Frankenstein's bride. It's a fucking cockroach. Oh, there it is. Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. All right, John. I'm, mov- I'm moving over for John. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. It's on my shoe! John, you, it was under your shoe! <laughs> it was right there, you saw it! <laughs> Fuck! God damn it. <laughs> this, is, this, is this, is, this is scarier than, uh, than um, that horror game we yeah, just played. Under the Blood Moon. This is scarier than that. Oh my god. Wow, this is, this is, <laughs> this is some enlightening in a bottle right here, gentlemen. Fuck! Where is he? No, it's no fuck that. that. It's not gone. 
Wow, we all look like there it is. colossal. There it is. It's in the back. Get it, John. Get it. Get it. Oh, it's on the fucking thing. <laughs> See it? Oh, you punched it. <laughs> he punched it. John just punched the cockroach in the well, face. You don't have room to take it. <laughs> is, it <laughs> is it dead? It's probably dead. No. It's not dead. He it's didn't punch it hard enough. That's a good tie-in. I will straight up cancel this fucking podcast. <laughs> Dude, I'm not a fan of cockroaches either. Dude, I don't know. Oh, there it is. Let's see it. There it is. Wait. Kyle thinks he's ha- he has it. It's right on Robert's side. John, punch it again. Oh, my God. I'll move. Robert, why don't you get this fucking studio clean? Hey. No, I went over here behind this uh, cement block. I'm going to cancel the podcast. Oh! God damn it. <laughs> What's wrong, Kyle? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't get to it. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, and we're not gonna kill it. That was our top five. Well, let's uh. Hold on. Let's resume. <laughs> we can resume with the lights on, right? Oh fuck! With, with the lights on, right? No, dude. Because every six seconds, I'm gonna feel something on my fucking leg when it's not really there. Greatest top five ever. This might be. This is a pretty good one. I wonder how many people are dying laughing right now. Nobody. Or turned it off. <laughs> turned it off. <laughs> they're like, no, they're not going to keep counting down. Then <laughs> just I'm just going to turn it off. It went back here in this corner. This is when we need to start doing live streams. All right, let me move. Yeah, Robert, you're not adding anything to this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to host here. And avoid I'm the adding cockroach. commentary. Maybe we can. Maybe we can. Uh, let's. Yeah. Let's. We'll fold the chairs up and we'll get a, in a in a defensive stance here. Here, we'll circle the wagons. Yeah. John lots of us here trying to. I would spray it, but then it's gonna smell like fucking raid in here. No. I always feel like John Goodman in arachnophobia. Kyle, Kyle's in the prone position underneath the studio. Dude, that thing craw- crawled on my legs twice. Yeah, it crawled on my legs too. Kyle, I think he's on your back. That's what you get when you record in Florida in a small little room in a garage. John, I thought you punched it in the face. I did. It's just cockroaches need to take a hit. What did it block you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, right, I think we can let's let's wait and see if it makes an appearance. Let's just record with the the lights on and see if it shows up. Yeah, this is gonna be fucked. We've wasted enough energy. By the way, we record with the lights off just because it keeps it cooler in the room. That's the only reason. Nothing sexual. That works. This is gonna get a bunch of vaginas. By the way, <laughs> yeah, we are. I just fucking hate cockroaches. Dude, I'd be fine with a spider. For some reason, Listen, I can't handle cockroaches. Cockroaches are not poisonous. See, they're well, that one, that one wasn't uh, really a, a palmetto bug, like the crazy, the yeah, crazy not the kinds. crazy big ones. Those ones I can handle. If that was a palmetto bug, we would vacate the area <laughs> yeah, until we can uh, determine that there's no more cockroach. Yeah, I hate the palmetto <laughs> bugs. But the I think, off. I think for now, okay, oh. we'll uh, we'll continue. All right, we're gonna continue. All right, Thanks here for we sticking go. with us. Damn. Uh, so it's mine. 
my number five. Oh, it's a cockroach. <laughs> my number five is Kyle Appleyard. He's a sidekick to me. There you go. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Thanks, man. <laughs> No, that would have been. You no, that would have been, 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 been kind of messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I was talking oh, about yeah. sidekick. No, I mean I'm, I'll be a sidekick. I'll be a second. I'll play the second banana. Okay, so if you're listening to top five, you should know who this character is. I know all of us do, and I knew I wanted to throw this character on the list somewhere, and I I didn't want to be too narcissistic, but. He deserved to be on here somewhere because he's one of my personal favorites. My number five from Doppel Avenue Hurt is Paul Went. Hey. <laughs> if you don't know who Paul Went is, go and subscribe to Doppel Avenue Hurt. It's our spoof noir fictional podcast. And uh, Kyle plays James Keyes, who is a very straight man. In, not in a sexual way, but very... <laughs> well, in a sexual well, way. Well, that too. too. Oh, yeah, yeah. that too. But he plays straight man, and literally the antithesis of that character is Paul Wint. He's just this big, giant man-child uh, that goes around, and it's like sometimes, not to spoil anything, but some point you get to live inside of his world for a little bit, mm. and you see how simple he is. He's adorable. He's the, he's the most adorable character on the show. He really is. He's um, even though he can be sexist and racist, <laughs> still but it's a very adorable. adorable way. Okay, yeah. Robert has been quoted since Robert is the writer of Double Avenue Heard. He's he's been quoted of saying, uh, "Robert, or I'm sorry, Paul is just the character I give all the best lines to." Yeah, and it's go listen if you if you're not already familiar with. If you already have listened, thank you, and you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so my number five, Paul Went. Nice, nice. That's a good one. Thank you. Is it back on me? Mm-hmm. Yes, Kyle, number four. So, Robert, I thought it was interesting before the podcast, uh, your girlfriend Twee was mentioning something of being <laughs> on her top five. Really? Which was Fallout Boy, <laughs> which I assumed immediately was the band, but she was referring to the sidekick of Radioactive Man right? in The Simpsons, Fallout Boy being played by Milhouse Van Houten. Yeah. So that's my number four. Millhouse. Millhouse. Millhouse oh. is my number four nice. from The Simpsons. I I love The Simpsons and I love the dynamic of Bart and Millhouse and I just love Millhouse being the lovable loser. Mm. So like, you know, the quotes of like everything's coming up Millhouse. Like I always I use that when everything like when things are going my way. I'm like, yeah, man, everything's coming up Millhouse right just now. Just a lovable loser. <laughs> lovable loser. He's, he's just a cute character and um. I grew up watching The Simpsons on, when it was on UPN. You'd have The Simpsons, and then you'd have Seinfeld, and then you'd have Friends. I always watched those three, and uh, I don't know. I just I like that. I like that character of, of of being the foil to Bart, or Bart being the foil to him, whoever, whatever you want to do. But I just um, I like this. It's as like you you kind of root for him to win. It's funny when he loses. He has a fuzzy dog that he has to walk out every morning. You know, I just, I used to be way more into The Simpsons. I don't know when I was younger. I think I, th- I just think it went downhill when like Matt Groening or was it Matt Groening who yeah. was a writer. Conan O'Brien was a a writer on there for, yeah. for a bit too. Yeah, that well, was they've been going for how many seasons now? Like twenty something. Getting close. Yeah, I've right. heard The Simpsons in the past five to seven years has been good, but I really haven't watched. Like it's I, I don't. It's, it d- doesn't feel the same as it did before. Right. And it, it's a very simple formula that they... Every episode is the exact same formula. They they start out... Act one is something completely random that leads them into 
Act Two, which is a problem, and Act Three is a life lesson. Yeah. I mean, and it's just every episode. Every episode. Um, I don't know, man. I just evolved into a Family Guy kind of mentality. Yeah, I had a f- I, well, Family Guy, I feel like, dropped off a lot, too. Like, I, I yeah, was into Family Guy a lot, and then now, these the last three seasons, I really haven't watched it all. Like, yeah. Um, I, it's, I guess it's just the, the ebbs and flows of, of television. But, like, Bill House was the kind of sidekick I grew up on watching on TV. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll, he'll always have kind of a place with me being just, like, the lovable loser. Very good. All right, John, number four. Oh, <coughs> yeah. Four, I'm going to go into the world of video games. I'm going to pick the quintessential sidekick of the video game world, and that is Luigi. Ah. Mm. Of Mario and Luigi. Why it's Luigi was always better, man. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, he could uh, jump higher. It's just, you For know. For some reason, he was always, that was his ability <laughs> to jump higher yeah. than Mario. You know, he was always there for his brother, helping uh, helping out Mario score of uh, Peach. Princess Peach. <laughs> and it's just, it's crazy. He had the same exact abilities as Mario, but he could jump higher. He was taller. You could argue that he was, like, probably the better fighter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, did, know. I don't know what you're basing that on, but sure. He had those flails sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I always felt kind of bad for him because he's always... Always there when you need him. Mario like always was able to depend on him. He yeah. is the John Leguizamo to Mario's Bob Hoskins. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, I could have put it better myself. Yeah, <laughs> that was a terrible movie. Yeah, it was. Did you I remember Luigi's that? also had his own games too? No, no, no Luigi's no. Mansion. Yeah, you remember? You remember in the movie where he's like, where they're sitting down to dinner and they go, "So wait, you guys aren't actually brothers? No, uh, Mario raised me." Well, what's his name? Mario Mario. Yeah, it's Mario <laughs> Mario. So what does Luigi that make you? Mario. Luigi Mario. Are we really to believe that there's a guy out there walking around named Mario Mario? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have just named him Mario Pizza. And his fucking yeah. brother Mar- Luigi Mario. Luigi did half the work and got what out of it? What 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 was his motivation? Well, that's the point of the sidekick. Pussy. They don't take they did they do like a lo- a good portion of work and they don't get any of the glory. Really. Yeah. That's Luigi. That's Luigi. Here's my problem with Luigi. Uh, you play Mario Kart. Mario and Luigi are, ba- are essentially the same person. Like, yeah. you, like there's no there's no advantage to picking Mario over Luigi, and nobody picks them anyways because fuck them because like they're the most like balanced of the two. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. You're you're picking Toad. You're picking Yoshi. Yeah. You're picking Princess Peach, but you're not picking Mario. Luigi. Sometimes you even pick Bowser. So, yeah, knock yeah. some people off the road. He's got the highest speed. <laughs> Acceleration's terrible, but you know the speeds. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I need to uh, put a video game character on there on this list at least once. There, there may be another video game character. Oh, really? there might be one coming up right after yours, John. Okay. <laughs> All right, Robert. Number yeah, four. Way to bury the lead there. Number four is a video game character that I chose. And if you listen to top five video games, this character comes from my number one video game of all time, and that is Halo. So my favorite sidekick, or number four uh, sidekick. Say it. It's Cortana. Yes. I just, I like Cortana. I liked her in Halo, and I liked how they've managed to keep her around through the Halo games, and then even kind of, I guess you can say reintroduce her into Halo 4 and kind of give her a little bit more of, um, not so much a backstory, but give her more story in general. And you kind of have this connection to her because she's always with you, kind of a less annoying Navi. From Link, from Link, for, oh, from uh, Ocarina of Time, 
and uh, basically she helps you around. Uh, she helps you out finding maps and finding places to go, um, telling you information you need to complete your missions. And in I think Halo Four, it was she was dying, and you kind of get this um, as you're playing. She kind of starts fading in and out. And you kind of feel sad, like this is this character that's been with you for three full games, now this fourth game, and she's she's dying. So I'm wondering how crying? they – yeah, oh, I wept like a little teenage schoolboy. Okay. I forget and what they called it, but like a, I think it's like, like called – she was going rogue or she was like – so, like Yeah, some, there's like a word for it. Yeah. And, and basically I think it was just she was eroding, and uh, he was trying to find a way to keep her around. Um, John just punched the cockroach. Thing. Did you just punch it again? Let's see. Nice. And it still took a hit and get him? got away. Crit- critical hit. <laughs> Headshot. It disappeared as soon as I hit it. Finish him, Slayer. <laughs> but go ahead with the Cortana. Um, no, I just, I just like Cortana. It's a different kind of character. It's something you don't normally see in video games. She's not a real entity. She's kind of like a Wilson, <laughs> where she's yeah. just... I mean, she's an AI. She's an artificial intelligence that's in your, your helmet as you're playing. And uh, I just like... I just like how she was represented in the game. And the fact that she is now dying, I wonder how they kind of carry that over to Halo 5, which comes out later this year. You know, I like <clears throat> Cortana. Was a, was, uh, she was on my list of, of people that I could potentially choose for top five. I didn't, she didn't make my list, but I like her character a lot. And there's, there's two specific reasons. One of them being that the actual, if you, like in the extended universe books, Cortana is based off of, I think it's Dr. Halsey. But the original doctor yeah. that, that created the uh, Spartan program, mm-hmm. so the one that that John Master Chief grew up uh, with, with kind of teaching him or, or treating him, uh, she's the model for that AI and the voice for that AI. So I think it, I thought it was kind of cool that John has that connection. AI that's the connection that's based off of her. Yeah. And then there's a moment in Halo Three after you uh, you battle through the flood in this uh, abandoned covenant covenant ship uh, to find. Uh, Cortana, you're looking for her, I think, for a, a majority of the game or like a lot of the game, and you finally find her. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> is it by me? Is yeah. it under? Is it? Yeah. The I, I will stomp back. this fucker out. I, I'll do it. Dude, where the fuck is it? It's under the table. Is it? All right, hold on. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous top five yet. And we talked about fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Keeps like escaping my grasp. <laughs> now it's personal, John. This makes me realize. Keep going. More than anything else, this, this makes me realize that we need to fucking vacuum this room out. Just a little bit. A little bit. Keep going with your list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, there's a moment, and there's a moment in Halo Three. <laughs> Where he said, I think she says a line akin to something like, I, I always knew you would come back for me. Or like, I always knew you would come for me. And like, that was like a, a moment. In a, in a, like, that's it's like a love t- story. Yeah, well, that's the only time a shooter, like a first-person sh- or a, a first-person shooter has ever made me go like, oh, fuck. That's yeah. like, I got a little emotional there. Like, that, like he, he rescued her. He, he went through hell to get that, that, that AI back, that yeah. inanimate object back into his possession. John oh, got, got it. He got it. Did you get it? Gross. The war is over. The war is over. We won, guys. <laughs> wait, is it, wait, hold on, wait, Robert, hold on. Uh, get that on the uh, Instagram. Oh yeah. Oh, honestly, I think there was a bigger one. Though. Hand me the camera. Yeah, I think there's another one. Where did you find no, it? No, that's the one. No, there's a bigger one. Let me take a picture of it. Give me my phone, John. John, you're 
Grab that phone. Thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> We're going to we take a picture for oh, Instagram. Honestly, I think there's a bigger one out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Top five cockroaches, guys. In this room. <laughs> you want me to throw in the trash or you want me to go outside? Throw, throw in the fucking trash where it belongs. Dude, for, uh, for everybody who's still listening... John literally punched it in the fucking face, and it's smushed up against his knuckle. God. And it's still moving. John, you you animal. And and the mic dropped. And you, we dropped the mic. We dropped the mic on the way out. All right. Well. John, Jonathan, I think it's your turn, isn't it? It, it is my turn. But we're going we're gonna to hang on a second. Yeah. I just want to capture all of this, and I want to make sure everybody's in the room. You know, I, I'm glad you're doing this because we didn't do it for another thing. And I regret it. I regret it. I think that it's just... What was this bug attack? I'm trying to picture it in my mind. So we had the window back here behind you open. There's a window. Right. And uh, a, a fucking scarab beetle crawls up in the window and then starts flying towards the light at, in the middle of like a conversation I'm having. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And like, it stops. And we're like, what do we do, guys? What do we do? Because we had the moving ne- the needle guys on Skype with us at the time. We had oh, okay. a guest on the podcast. So I was like, do we pause? Do we keep going? Like, We ended up pausing and, and oh. doing it. Which was a which was a mistake. Well, this was a fun little freak out. All right. Well, John's washing his hands right now, and he's back in and about to take a seat. We'll keep the door open. The All right. Anyways, well, honestly, yes. I think, I think there's a bigger one still on a loose in here. Shut up. We'll get no, it. the one I killed was not was like way smaller than the first one I hit. Well, well whatever. I'll keep an eye on. Okay. We'll cross that bridge this when we area. come to it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like we're in a horror movie and like. You know, I just took out the the red herring, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the real killer's about to attack. Yeah. You you're you killed the first shark in like, Jaws. Now sh- everybody's gonna sheriff, go to the beach. The sheriff yeah. is leaving town now. <laughs> yeah, everything's fixed. Yeah, there's still guys. half an hour left in the movie though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Call me if you need anything else. <laughs> hey, Kyle, hit those lights. <laughs> All right. All right. So back to normal. Uh, Cortana number four. I agree. It's okay. Um, my number four is a cartoon. It's a cartoon I'm very fond of. I grew up with. Um, it's Stimpy from Red and Stimpy. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What do you I mean? mean mm. No, nah, I'm all right with that. You, oh. I'm not a big Ren and Stimpy fan, but it's okay. He's gonna. Robert's going to allow it? I'll allow it this time. <clears throat> Stimpy didn't make my big list of, of people. He was definitely something I considered. Uh but I like I loved Ren and Stimpy growing up. Ren and Stimpy was the the show that made my dad question like, "What are you watching right now? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. watch oh. something else, would you?" I go back and I watch those like you know, as a as an adult, and I go, "How the <laughs> fuck did my parents let me watch this shit?" Yeah, it's pretty twisted. Uh, but Stimpy is a adorable, cute little cat that I don't know. He's a great sidekick to Ren. And I was thinking like, okay, who's who's the actual sidekick here? And it's like, okay. Plain, plain and simple, Ren is the alpha male in all of this. But, like, Ren wouldn't even be a character unless Stimpy was present. Right. Like, Ren's whole persona is, like, that of, like, a short fuse and and get rich quick. And he's always trying to exploit Stimpy to for his own purposes. And when it doesn't work out, Stimpy's kind of his punching bag. And I don't know. It, St- Stimpy like, just lies there and takes it. And he, and he, yeah. He, but And at the end of the day, he always... Still loves Ren. Yeah. And Stimpy is voiced by one of my favorite voice actors of all time, Billy West, who 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 does 
everything, you know, fry, the, the red M&M, fucking the Busby. Yeah. So I like Stimpy's like kind of like a weird Edwin mixed with like I don't know like the the sexual ambiguity between Ren and Stimpy that like that's never really explored but like well in those in the earlier uh, earlier cartoons when it was still on Nickelodeon yes it wasn't explored oh but the sex the sexy what was it called when they brought it back for Spike TV um, Spike TV said okay John K you can do whatever you want with these characters yeah. Uh, because originally, when John Kay created it, Ren and Stimpy were a gay couple. And Nickelodeon said, uh, no. Uh, but when they brought it back with Spike TV, I mean, there was dicks and tits and vajis. <laughs> yeah. And Ren and Stimpy were a gay couple, kind of. It was, it was, very, it was very funny. I mean, I think even back then, you kind of knew they were they were a gay couple. It, it was oh, like, yeah. it was too homoerotic to like <laughs> yeah, not you put tell. two and two together. <laughs> so there you go. My number four is Stimpy. It's a great one. Thank you. At least somebody appreciates it here. God damn. <laughs> I liked it. Hey. It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> it was all right. Yep. All right. Number three, Kyle. Uh, number three, I would like to take it back to the video game world. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this being one of the most troubled characters uh, in, in uh, a game I've played in recent history, uh, also from a, from a very scary game, but like it's, it's kind of like a mysterious character. Uh, and that's the Big Daddy from uh, Bioshock. Okay. The, the Big Daddy is uh, uh, a man in a uh, what would you call it? Like a like a dive suit, but like those an old, underwater. Yeah, yeah, an old dive suit with like a, a diving with a, bell. A diving, not a diving bell, but like a just like an old old school. There's a there's a specific word for it. Yeah. Um, it's the ones that they used to attach the air tanks with a hose, and then the person would jump into the water, and the hose would go all the way up to the the boat with the oxygen, I think, just kind of trailing them. And they would have that kind of gate on their mask. Yeah. It's, it's weird. He's got a drill attached to his hands. And I always liked the dynamic of the Big Daddy was always sort of a passive enemy. So in other words, like when you encountered him in the game, he would never attack you. Um why is he a sidekick? Because he always accompanied uh, the little sisters who are responsible for harvesting Adam from dead bodies or but mainly dead bodies, just mm. in- injecting them with this giant needle and harvesting it. Uh, the story of the Big Daddy is that they're humans that were actually put in these suits and genetically modified and uh, given these plasmids to give them abilities. Uh, I always just thought it was such a, such a cool and tragic story. And it was explored a little bit more in Bioshock 2, where you actually take control of a human that be, that is a big daddy, or you become a big daddy. And you sort of, through that story, you discover how he became that and kind of what it took to be a big daddy. It's a little bit, you know, it's, it's a bit of a tragedy. So I, I, I've always enjoyed that character. I thought it was had a lot of depth to it. And uh, that's why it's my number three. Plus, you as the main character have to fight those guys. Yeah, and, and it sucks. They were fucking tough. hard to fight. Yeah, tough to fight. But at the same time, they're protecting the little girls. They were protecting the, the little sisters, which was cute because it's like you know there there was there was an also a tragic story behind those girls. Like they were yeah. little girls uh, d- uh, made to do the work of a, a fucking evil Walt Disney. Yeah. So, uh, I and I always thought it was cool how they don't attack you outright. It, they only attack unless provoked, which I th- you know I always think is kind of a cool dynamic when mm. you when you have a video game that um, has a, a sort of an enemy like that. They're like real life sharks. Real life sharks, yeah. 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 Don't fuck with them. 
Yep. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and if they do, just punch him in the back. Punch him in the yeah. back. <laughs> or if they're a roach, punch him in the face. There you yeah, go. That, obviously that doesn't work. <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah. Always. All right. John. Okay. Mm. You're number three. My number three, I dipped into the sports world. I mm. there there's a lot of sidekicks they can choose from across the wide spectrum of sports. But in this case, I'm going basketball and specifically Scott. Oh yeah. Yes. Probably I don't know. It it feels like an insult, but at the same time you also have to remember who Scotty Pippen played with. Arguably the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Dennis Jordan. Rodman. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc. <laughs> Nobody uh, else. This yeah. is a great sidekick. Yeah. Mm. It's you know, he was also a great player himself, actually. But oh, my if, Mike, if MJ wasn't on that team, he'd if MJ never existed, he'd be one of the greatest. Oh, I mean, he, well, he is one of the greatest. He's in the, currently in the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's just my argument for him being a sidekick is that he never won a title without Michael Jordan. Because you remember the years where Michael Jordan actually retired in between right. the, the three-peats. Right. And he also played for a couple of years after MJ retired for the last time. It's just, it was a great, they, they were a great duo. I mean, it was just, they, they won... Six NBA titles. They won Olympic gold twice, I think. Right. And it's just, I feel like Scottie Pippen embraced the role of si- being a sidekick to Michael Jordan. I think so. Which, I had to be fair. I think a lot of people would love to be Michael Jordan's sidekick during oh, his prime years. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Back in the day, I had a Scottie Pippen jersey. I, I didn't want the Michael Whoa. Jordan jersey. I didn't want the wow. Michael Jordan jersey. I wanted the Scottie Pippen jersey. Yeah. yeah, one of the few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think. Funny enough, my uh, my second I, I I wanted to put him on a list, but I just wasn't enough room. But uh, John Stockton to uh, to Carl Malone, it was just Stockton yeah. was just a, such a great shooter, and I don't know something about their short shorts they always wore. I tried, to, I tried to <laughs> <laughs> they're such a turn on. I know, I know, it's weird. I tried to think of like a lot of good like good sports sidekick relationships. Like I wanted to like pick one for the Buccaneers. I think basketball like, is the one where you're most likely to find sidekicks. Cause yeah, it's just like. What? Well, you get the assist points and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you don't. But have you have the point guard, the and then field. you have the the shooting guard, or right. who, whatever you know. And like, plus in basketball, like in no other sport, one player can really affect an entire game. Yeah, right. And it's just if you if you have like this one dominant player, you know, you're most likely going to have like a sidekick running around here and there. Yeah. So, and Scottie Pippen, one of the best players of all time, also probably the greatest sidekick of all time in sports. That's not an insult. I know it sounds like one, but nah, I would agree with that. Yeah, in sports, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right, Robert, number three. All right, number three comes from a little indie movie called Star Wars, and this character. What's that movie about? Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to get into it. It's it's it was boring. A, it was it's a, a little drama. Study. Yeah, you bring up these fucking movies. Panther, <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Pink Panther, I don't Star Wars. I know. You need I'm to work sorry. on it next time. Yeah, I'll pick newer movies next time. But this one is um, Chewbacca. Now, I've never I was read. Say, shall yeah. we all? Shall we all? Yeah. Let, us, let us all Chewbacca now. I can't do it. <laughs> I um, I've never read. I'm well. I won't say that. I've I've read like one or two of the expanded universe books, but I've never read like Chewbacca's. I know that he probably has a couple out there. Um, I never got into it that far. I'm, I'm going strictly from the movies. I just think he plays really well with Harrison Ford. A lot of people love Han Solo, 
and he's kind of like this badass character. And Chewbacca, I think, is just equally badass, but, but he's also there, and he just helps Han Solo throughout everything. Oh, so loyal too. Yeah, he's like he's like that dog. He's like a big dog, loyal dog that can handle a crossbow. <laughs> I like how they I like how they made him. He doesn't speak a lick of English, but he's having conversation with Han Solo. Oh yeah, every, and everybody seems to like kind of know what he's talking about, right? Like, <laughs> oh what everybody Wookie, everybody's fluent in Wookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just, even even Luke, really, and, and farm boy from Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. This this episode may very well be out around when the new Star Wars comes out, and he's gonna be in it, and he's gonna be in it, and like awesome. when you see him in that trailer, it's like oh. Yes. Am yeah. I the only one that's pissed off that Chewbacca doesn't have some salt and pepper in him? Yeah, he should have some gray hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I but mean, Han Solo's all salt and pepper. Yeah. Maybe I he, really maybe he dies his, his, his body. <laughs> that would be really funny if that was part of it. Like, <laughs> he's got like some hair dye. Just like, for men, for Wookiees. No, yeah. just, just, just for, for Wookiees. Wookiees. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like a trench coat <laughs> you put on. <laughs> Yeah, I, that was. Now that I think about it, a little disappointing. Yeah, I, mean, I thought I thought that was a lost opportunity. Han Solo looks a hundred years old, and Chewie <laughs> yeah, looks like yeah. he just stepped off the set of Return of the Jedi. Oh, I think in what episode three, when they were on the Wookiee home planet during that battle, there were yeah. like old Wookies, and they were like all gray. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Chewbacca was one of those Wookiees, though, too. I mean, Yoda talks to Chewbacca don't in episode start, three. Don't even get me started on that shit. Oh, I that's know. right. But I'm just yeah, saying he was there. Chewbacca was there. Okay. They are going to, for episode seven, they are going to bring back the original actor who was in Chewbacca's suit. Right. And if you don't know, that original actor walks around with a cane. He's very, very hard of moving. Yeah. Peter York, I think it is. Peter, Peter York. Mayhew. Yeah. Or Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. 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 Okay. So I wonder what Chewbacca is going to look like when he's walking around. Like, is he going to be all limpy? Uh. Oh, maybe. I mean, maybe that's how they'll portray him being older. In the yeah. trailer, he looked fucking fit as, fit as a fiddle. But well, he, didn't yeah, move. he was skipping a while. That's true. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I mean, jacks. I'm sure they'll give him some age because Harrison Ford obviously has age because he's a real person. So, Oh, is he? Yeah. Last time I checked on Wikipedia. Um, so I, I think they'll give him some age. But I, I don't know. I, just, I, I love Chewbacca and I love his character throughout at least the Star Wars films. I know that a lot of people talk like I've heard people talk about him in the books, the expanded universe books, and say that he's you know really awesome in the books. But he died apparently in the books. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. But whatever, they're scrapping all the expanded universe yep. for the movies. Fuck so <laughs> whoop! You read all those books for nothing, guys. <laughs> yeah, you fucking nerds. Yeah, Is that fucking such a nerds. Bad thing, though? You love General Thorne. Don't, Fuck don't, General Thorne. No, don't you want to be that. surprised when you're watching the new movies? Yeah, you know? I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't want to know everything before I watch a movie. Right. Nah, I don't know. Mm. Which which reminds me, I read some stuff about Episode Seven coming out, and I really wish I hadn't. Oh, Cause, yeah, because yeah. there's some stuff where I was like, "Oh fuck, that would have been amazing to see on the screen." And yeah. Now I know. I think you, you you told me a little bit about that. You like you want me to tell? I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, never in a million years. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Do yeah. not look this up. You can look it up because the script was re- uh, leaked. Don't do it. Just yeah. don't do it. People. Just watch it. Fun fact: That's how uh, Weird Al Yankovic wrote. Uh, that song, um, that Star Wars parody. Yeah, I guess he f- he he saw a leaked script on the internet and wrote oh, it wow. based off of that, and it was it ended up being right. That's cool. Anyways, anyways, my number three. Uh, we don't have to get too much into it since it is uh, some crossover, and unfortunately, that kind of is one of the downfalls of being uh, last on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you never really get the unique pick. Um, number three, Dwight from The Office. 
Oh, nice. Uh, Dwight K. Schrute. <laughs> yeah. Assistant to the regional manager. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. All right. I Hey, I liked it. Dwight, Dwight is, was a character that I just started off hating. Uh, like, overtly just fuck that guy. Yeah, he's just guy. annoying. Yeah, very annoying. You very much better. wanted to see him lose. But then by the end of the, the, end of the show, you're like... You, you know, you, you connect him with Joy, and you're like, ah, oh, I like this guy. It's just like I mentioned earlier, like, he, he kind of stayed true to his character roots, but somehow they just kind of kind of add, kept adding to it and adding to the Dwight Schrute legend. He grew. Right? He yeah. grew a little bit. He, like, he, he didn't, like, oh, well, see the error of his ways, quote, unquote. It was like, no, he's Dwight. He's Dwight. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's awesome. It's just amazing, amazing to me because, like, as you go through the show – you you he's very confident and he's very smart yet he's very very dumb like <laughs> yeah yeah he's like, only smart with something something he's not very like his common sense know. is kind of low right. right but he's so smart but he's he's smart for like a farm guy and then when he comes i mean he also can sell paper obviously but there's like some things that are just no, societal norms that he just doesn't just doesn't register but there's like stupid facts that like he just doesn't know like like I don't know, I can't think of one. Or just like social head, cues that he can't pick up on. Yeah. You know, like he's, the, I don't know. He's a smart and dumb character at the exact same time. He's a great comic foil of the the entire show. Like it's like you, you never get you never get tired of Dwight. You know, even in the later seasons, Dwight's well, still there. It still makes him to fun. be fair. All the characters in that show were they weren't none of them were really all the bright all that bright. That's true. Jim was. Jim was. Was he? Was Maybe. he though? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he was. He stayed at that company for too long. He's above average. Should've, yeah. Should have left a long time ago. Okay. Huh. Anyways, uh, before we get into everybody's top two, I'm going to take this moment and let's take a break. All right. And we'll come at you with some commercials and uh, a trailer or two. All right. We'll see you on the other side. Jonathan, thanks for thanks for joining me for one of these things. Oh, I know. It, it usually sounds like like you're usually like by yourself. And it sounds like you're in an air vent trying yeah. to hide from everybody. Like a remote location. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Kyle. Don't tell anybody I'm doing a commercial. That's what I am. It's it's literally it literally like it is. Uh, I just got to record again. Like, record I'm getting out. Like, fucking. Dude, I get it. Here's I get it. Here's, here's your thing. I get it. So what are we, what are we plugging right now? We're going to plug. I think we're g- going to go with audibletrial.com. Sounds shark. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Love these guys. Yeah, they're good. Dude, I... I I, I've been telling people for weeks now that I want to download the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich on this thing. I've been listening to you. I've been listening to you say that for months. Now. I know. I'm gonna get it. Pull I the will trigger. get it. I, I am gonna pull the trigger and get this fucking thing. It's. A, I think it's like an eight-hour audiobook. That's nothing. Yeah. Where else? Where else can you go somewhere to get eight hours of content for free? The only place I know is AudibleTrial.com. Seriously. Shark. Seriously. Like, my girlfriend is. Uh, you know, she's a big fan of Stephen King. And uh, she's currently going through uh, my personal favorite, eleven twenty two sixty three, and it's got a little bit of time travel in it. It's about a guy who goes back in time um, to stop the Kennedy assassination, but he can only go back to nineteen fifty six. So he has to like live there for like eight years. So put yourself in a situation like when you like, let's say you. you you found out you're, you're, you're aware of this time travel ability. You have to go live in a time for eight years before the actual event happens. So you prepare yourself. And what would happen if you lived there for eight years? Your whole life would change. You'd become a completely different person. So anyway, now, now like Hulu is like taking on this like 
this. Oh yeah, their own is that the weird word where uh, who's going to James start? Franco? James isn't? Franco, that's right. You know what? If you don't want to watch that shit, and it's a it's a nine hundred page book. If if you just can't sit down, and you fall asleep every time you li- uh, time you read it. Go to audibletrial.com slash shark and listen to the audio. Holy shit. This is okay. 112263, a novel by Stephen King, directed or, or narrated by Craig Wasson. A 30 hour and 44 minute book for 5250. You can get that for free. Free. For free. free. With a 30 day free char- God, trial. That is fucking crazy, man. Yep. I yep. love I love Stephen King. Like there's that they had, he has that book the dead zone where basically it, it like poses the question like would you go back in time like would you kill Hitler if you knew Hitler was going to be like the like what he is like if you knew he was going to be Hitler yeah right and th- this this is exactly the same but it's expanded it's a little deeper God. he's got his chops up now that is so cool nowhere no like I I can't name another place where you can go and get thirty hours of something for free for free seriously do it for us. Yeah, do it for us. Do it for Shark Dropper. You know what? Do it for yourself. Yeah, do it for yourself. It's for free. Your fucking self. You know what? If you don't like it, if you if you just you go through thirty hours and forty four minutes and you decide, you know what? Maybe this just isn't me. I prefer reading. Cancel that shit. There's no repercussions. I've done it. Yeah. I've had friends that do it. I'm not supposed to say this, but you can. But yeah. The cool thing is, like, if you cancel it, that that book is yours to keep. So, like, if you like that book, you can literally take that book and, like, hey. You know, give it to like your friend, your mom, your cousin, whoever, and say, "What is this shit? That's crazy!" Like, if they have an iPod or a Kindle or anything like that, like they can listen to that book because it's yours and it's yours to give to them. Yeah, they're not going to take it away from you. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah, it's yours to keep. What's the, what's the, what's the address? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. AudibleTrial.com/slash/shark. Go there now. Well, weren't those exciting? Ooh, give me chills. Ooh. That top Cold eleven in here. hurt trailer just gave me chills. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't that cockroach? <laughs> give me chills. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Vacate uh, the room. All right. So honestly, I still feel like the bigger ones on the list. Shut up, list John! Right. God damn it! <laughs> you, who invited you? All right. You did. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. So without further ado, we don't want to keep you too much longer. Because <laughs> we had a bug attack, and we're going to try and keep it short. Uh, Kyle, your number two sidekick. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, you mentioned the the going last was kind of bad because you tend to overlap a lot. So I think that my next two will cause a lot of overlap. I hope they don't, but I think that they will because they're, they're, they're very big sidekicks. Starting with number two, uh, this is a very recent show on t- TV that uh, just stopped airing. Uh, recently, <laughs> yep. and uh, George Cassidy. No, <laughs> yeah. See how late? <laughs> yeah, we, we've we've recorded a lot. <laughs> we got a lot in the can, guys. I think this will this will be one of my favorite shows uh, of all time. Uh, you know, pending whatever else happens in my life, but um, I I thoroughly enjoyed the show and this character as a sidekick. I thought was just a well developed character, and um, just an interesting character in general. And that's Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Ah. Oh. Very good sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How did I not think of this one? You you start off hating him. You hate him. You al- you want to see like lose. annoying, and he's always saying "bitch." Yeah. Captain Cook, bitch. He yeah. still says "bitch." Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I, which I, I think that's cool about Aaron Paul. He never cares about saying "bitch" or like saying the line. Well, I wouldn't yeah. either. 
<laughs> that would like, be a great thing to how do. How the fuck did I not think of this one? Yeah, it, it came to me. But like the the duality of the of the the entire series, you see Walter go from a from a from spoiler alert, obviously, yeah. from a good guy to a bad guy. Jesse goes from a bad guy to a, a good guy, or at least a, a guy that you don't want to root for to a guy that you are like most he's definitely def- rooting for. Yeah, he's definitely more emotional, and yeah. he's yeah, like all this bad stuff that happens to him because of Walt or whatever. It's like. But that's what makes him such a great sidekick is because despite of all of the terrible fucked up things that Walt has done to them, he's still loyal to him. Loyal to him almost to the to the last four episodes. Yeah, yeah. They, they evolved in different directions. Yeah, that, that's hands down. I don't. You can argue me till the sun comes down or comes up, whichever one you pick. <laughs> yeah, whatever the sun, whichever way the sun's going. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best show on TV ever. Uh, It'll probably be one of my favorite or my favorite shows ever. I think it was a great show. John, yeah. have you finished it yet? Uh, I still got like six episodes to do. You're in season five. Yeah, that's last season, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they split it up into two. Yeah. Yeah, I think two parts. They just robbed the train. I'm still Ooh. okay. <laughs> Good. Okay, you're, get, you're getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. You're getting there. You Spoiler. like it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, good. I, just, I took like a couple month break watching it. Really? Yeah, it got too intense. <laughs> yeah, the spirits they got me. Uh. So yeah, yeah, Pikmin definitely is. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite sidekicks of all time. Yeah, mine too. And I don't Let's even on the fucking list because yeah. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> well, there's still time to put him on there. No. Yeah. yeah. All right, Robbie, number two. Me. What about John? Oh, John, number John. two. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck, John. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. seriously. <laughs> You guys are All playing right. musical chairs over there. I'm getting confused. The Roach, yeah. the Roach fucked, fucked everything up. Yep. Okay. The spirits got me. So, my number two is a cinematic sidekick. If you watch the movie Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, oh Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> my sidekick, oh, is, is this happening right now? My this, sidekick no. is Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, now, I know what you're thinking. Wait. <laughs> let's, bring he, in, let's bring in Levin Good. He's not, he's not a fucking sidekick. Wasn't he sidekick. like the main star yes. in Big Trouble in Little China? I'm like, no. What, is he a sidekick no. to the truck? The the genius of the movie is that Kurt Russell's character, Jack Burton, he was actually the sidekick in the movie. The <laughs> Wang, Wang, he was actually the main hero of the, uh, the story. I got to say, your fascination with Kurt Russell... Is just through the roof. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. Crazy. <laughs> you could say I've done a couple podcasts about girls. Y- he's made your top five every single time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is one of your top five cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top five girls we want to fuck. Yeah. Check Poor out that episode. Express. But no, I. They recently announced that they're going to do a remake of they Big are. Trouble in Little China yep. with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and I'm hoping. That they don't at least, you know, Dwayne Johnson, wherever the writer is, is that they realize that the main appeal of the original movie is that Kurt Russell just kind of gave up the lead role. Basically, he was basically the bumbling sidekick because a lot of the intense movies, intense uh, scenes in the movie. Yeah. Like he was actually just he took himself out. Like there was a scene there, like uh, one of the climactic final battles. He threw a knife and it just bounced off a wall and like knocked him out. And he was like. He was knocked out for like most of that fight. Yeah, we've heard about this a hundred yeah. times. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Not to go off topic here, but like 
So they're they're remaking Big Trouble in Little China with yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and they're remaking Ghostbusters. If one of those movies does Gangbusters at the at the cinema, we're gonna get a remake of everything. Every eighties movie, at least every eighties movie. Yeah, I'll God damn it! it. John, I, kinda, I I don't know what to feel. John, are you actually happen. gonna go see that movie, the remake? Oh yeah, yeah. Why? Because Kurt Russell. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'm actually a fan of uh, the Rock. I think he's a very charismatic guy. He's a same one of the best action stars we got today. Yeah, and I think he's decent. I just I'm not I don't know, I don't know if he uh if he's a Jack Burton type, but yeah. You know, I think he, he's animated. I mean, he can do like he's played in kitty films and he's also played in listen, action movies. Jack Burton, he's a cocky, charismatic guy. That's that's who the rock is. Yeah. Maybe just like 50 pounds heavier. <laughs> so John, yeah. I'm saying you smell the rock is cooking. Oh, I smell he would smell what the rock is cooking. Man, this yeah. is the worst episode of Top Five. He wants, <laughs> he wants to smell what Kurt Russell is cooking. <laughs> oh, I've smelled it, <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> it's gravy. All right, Robert. Yep. 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 Numero dos. All right. Well, this one was kind of hard. I didn't know to. I don't know if I should include him in the list or not include him in the list because the whole idea of like this sidekick thing is I, I couldn't figure out. Is he a true sidekick? And you know what? I just decided, yeah, he's a sidekick. He comes from a TV show, but it's not Breaking Bad. It's Seinfeld. And I've talked about Seinfeld an, uh, a lot Newman. on this show and Newman. every show. But yeah, I um, it's not Newman. It's George Costanza. Now, I could have went with Kramer, and I thought about going with Kramer. But I think George Costanza is more of a sidekick to Jerry than any of the other characters. And... People might argue he's not really a sidekick because, you know, he's got he's got his own stories going. But but he does things in light of Jerry. Like right. everything he does is in light of Jerry. There, and there's a, a specific episode where it's like George is dating a girl that looks like Jerry. And Kramer <laughs> keeps pointing it out, like how she looks like Jerry. And he's like, listen, just because you're dating a girl like Jerry doesn't mean that you've got some weird – infatuation with jerry that you love jerry and he's like no 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 that's not true but like there is that connection there is this connection between george and jerry that like they've been friends since high school and they just always have been friends where kramer wasn't a friend with him with jerry until he moved into that apartment and and elaine was an ex-girlfriend so the fact that they've been friends for so long and they talk about the same relationship stuff and like they have that same kind of that great chemistry with each other well george only got married because of the pact. To Susan. Yeah. Because Jerry was going to get married. Right. They made a pact, and he got married, and Jerry went out of it, and George was so mad because he's like, yeah. I'm getting engaged. You have to get engaged. And, like, it's like this – I don't know. I feel like almost that George wants to live up to, like, Jerry's status sometimes. And I don't know. It's just funny. They have, like, this great chemistry, and I think he is just a sidekick to – Jerry throughout the show. He really had some of the best storylines in the show. Yeah. He did. You remember oh, yeah. the, the episode where he just decided to like just do the opposite of what his <laughs> normal Joe would do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he would go up to a girl and like, hi, I'm George. Yeah. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. And, and that, the girl's like, hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a job of the Yankees. <laughs> he tells yeah. he tells off George Steinberg and Steinberg is like, hire this man. Yeah, he's like, how could you trade? And he goes into like this whole rant. And then and at then, the same time, Elaine's life is going down. <laughs> <laughs> down. <laughs> well, George is hands down the best character in that show. I mean, he's, Jerry is a boring character. He's a straight man, really. Yeah. He's a straight man to all of them. Kramer's too out there. Elaine, eh, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, you look at George. 
it's funny because he's got like some of the the weirdest quirks. I, I know you can say that about Kramer because Kramer is just an oddball, but George is like he's cheap. They're all selfish, but he's like super selfish and like I, I don't know. It's Would just, the baby like to see a parking spot? Yeah, yeah, and I, and even okay. There's like one episode where Jerry wants to date this his uh, his current girlfriend has a roommate and he wants to actually date the roommate because he's attracted to the roommate now and he's like how can i do this switch and him and george stay up all night just talking about how they can do this switch where he can get with the roommate and not the current girlfriend and like the fact that george would help him do that kind of thing right. i think is just well, it makes him a sidekick because to jerry. george lives vicariously through jerry yeah he does favorite george costanza moment let's Maybe, go around let's go around the room there's a lot really you got the double dip the you, got the, uh, yeah. you got the you got the cheap envelopes that killed his wife. No. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. It's the it's the fire in the apartment where he's pushing all the women and children out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he runs out first. I, I I've always been a fan of the the uh, the sleeper desk where he sleeps under the desk. Yeah, the nap. Yep. The, the nap. nap. He has like the guy come in and fix up his desk to so he can fit under there and fit in an alarm clock and a blanket. <laughs> what about the time like uh, he tried to read a book but he didn't want to so he got the book on tape but the the book the it sounded uh, like him <laughs> he, he can't. it sounds like <laughs> it's like i'm reading it yeah. <laughs> he's like i don't want to read it in my voice it sounds like me <laughs> or like the episode where he pretended to be a marine biologist that's that's the one i was gonna say is oh, the marine yeah. biologist when he went out onto the beach <laughs> and removed the golf ball from a whale and he's like describing the whole story the sea was angry that day, my friends. Like a, was angry day. Like an angry man trying to send back soup in a deli, and they all like look at each other like, "What? <laughs> like, what does that mean?" Do you remember the Do you remember the laugh track? Yeah, when he pulled out the golf ball. Oh, dude! They said they had to like narrow that laugh track down. Yeah, because it was just like so much. I know. I've never heard a laugh track that heavy. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't a fake laugh track like like sitcoms today. It was a real laugh track. I like one other one is when he got the uh, – I think Jerry was eating healthy, and he was eating a grapefruit, and he, like, squirted some of the grapefruit in George Costanza's eye. Yep. So, like, the whole episode, he keeps winking. So every time he tells somebody to do something, he would wink uh -huh. afterwards, oh, yeah. and they yeah. thought that, like, he was just joking about it or something. So he ended up, like, ruining this guy's, like, career at – at uh, the Yankee Stadium, like the guy didn't come in because he thought he didn't have to because George winked at him and stuff. And it's just like he just destroyed this guy's career. <laughs> it's just so awesome. If you're one of us, you'll have a bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. I love George Costanza. Now, I mean, we were talking about remakes. Not a remake, but that needs to come back. Yeah. I mean, I because you be see, awesome. like, Jerry, uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a series on the internet called uh, Comedians in Cars with Coffee, mm. and he did a... I don't know, kind of like a spoof episode, I guess you could call it, where he brings Jason Alexander back, but as George Costanza. Right. I feel like Seinfeld... And he hasn't lost it. Yeah. He hasn't lost it. I mean, yeah. it's a perfect representation. Yeah, why not, why but, not like but, a five-episode arc for Netflix or something? But here's the That'd thing. Cool. I feel like Seinfeld was really a product of the 90s. Like, a lot of those episodes, like uh, in its original run, they just... They couldn't really. They don't really make much sense now. No, they do. They hold up. They still hold I up. Think, yeah. I think a lot of them hold up when, especially when they're, because a lot of them are just relationship and social kind of interactions with people, right. and those hold up. Now, if you include like internet and iPhones and stuff like that, that will definitely change the dynamic. And I don't yeah. know if it will meld as great as that. Like, but I think you can. I think you can have a George Costanza goes onto online dating. 
and yeah. does an online dating episode right. or something. They could all be sitting at the diner playing on their phones and not having one conversation, yeah. with, like yeah. one bit of conversation with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, they had a pseudo kind of reunion episode. Yeah, I saw that. Throughout the course of the season, they, uh, the one of the plot lines that Larry David's like, you know, they're getting together. He's getting together with Jerry Seinfeld to shoot like a reunion episode. It's like a totally meta thing. But if you so if you go on YouTube, someone pieced together all the scenes from the uh, the season to actually put together that little episode. <laughs> yeah. It's basically just George like going off about how much he lost money because because uh, <laughs> of Bernie Madoff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I, I guess Kramer like he's mad because he lost out on an idea for an app to like tell you like where a toilet is at any time. <laughs> yeah. And no, I guess like. Elaine and Jerry got back together or something. They got no. married at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Something it, like it's that. worth checking out. It's interesting. I'll check it out. It's the closest you'll ever get to a reunion episode. Yeah. They said that they would never do another episode together. But well, fair uh, why? They're fair all enough. friends. They all Yeah. They're well, all they actually had a falling out for a little bit. Whatever. If if <clears throat> however much money it'll take money. Don't yeah, don't be yeah. that money one. Because Seinfeld's yeah. hurting for money. That would, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying it'll he'll come back. I think he's one of the highest paid actors of all time. Probably it's syndication money. That would be yeah. the greatest comeback in TV history. Oh, dude, you know how many people would tune in? Everybody. Yeah. Internationally. Five episode run on NBC for like oh. a story arc. Yeah. That's it. Damn. Somebody just needs to go in and offer them like a, a briefcase full of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and diamonds. Offer Jerry Seinfeld the, the rarest Porsche in the world. And then <laughs> yeah, then he'd do it. He already has it though, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he has two of them. Yeah. All right. So uh, my number two uh, is a movie. I think it's my only movie one. No, it's not my only movie one. Sorry, didn't mean to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. uh, my number two. Uh, Debatable whether he's a sidekick, but then the more I think about it, he could be one of the most ultimate sidekicks in in movies. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained, uh, Django himself. Yeah, that's a to, good one. Yeah, that's a Christoph, great one. Christoph Waltz. Well, because to, yeah, yeah, to Christoph, Christoph Waltz, the, he trains uh, him. Right. So Christoph Waltz trains him, free, frees him, trains him. Uh, has him work for him as a trade-off to help him find his slave enslaved wife on this manor, and there was some there was some goddamn good acting. Oh yeah, from uh, Jamie Fox on this part. Great acting, like when he's playing like the black slaver, and he goes, you know, there there's nothing worse than a black slaver. And he's like, well then, Christoph Waltz goes, well then play it. And he just fucking nails it, like, you know. It's like I'll see, uh, that that white guy goes, um, you know, I'll see you in the moonlight. And then fucking Django turns to him and goes, "Well, you want to hold my hand, moonlight?" Yeah, what's yeah. He just calls him moonlight to the rest yeah. of the movie. I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just I, I've seen the movie four or five times, and I just watched it probably earlier this week or last week. And I'm just like, God damn, that is that's a great role. That's a it's a great movie to begin with. Kind of black coffins. I don't know. Django from Django Unchained. Django, Django right. is a good. I I I love that movie. I've I've seen it a couple times now. So it's, it's it's a long ass fucking movie for yeah, a Quentin Tarantino is. movie, but like it's mm-hmm. it's still a good movie. It's still I still enjoyed it. And all Tarantino movies are pushing three hours. Now they are. And yeah, now they bastards yeah. did, but back in his the early day. ones like Reservoir Dogs and well, Pulp Fiction was maybe Pulp Fiction was a little longer. Yeah. Okay, nah, yeah. fair, anyway, fair enough. Didn't mean to step on your point. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. <clears throat> uh, 
yeah, I, 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 I never really looked at Django as a, as a sidekick, but I suppose you're right. I mean, uh, to Christoph Waltz's character, yeah, he's the, he's the, the protege. He's the, 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 the student to the master and eventually becoming the master himself at the, right. in that fight scene at the end. Oh, yeah. So, Which is a fucking awesome fight fucking scene. Fucking amazing. Oh, when Tupac comes in, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, I jerked yeah. off right there in the theater. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, my God. My, my, my uh, black sympathy boner was never higher. There you go. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, I don't know, Tarantino's turning into just... And not that he ever wasn't, but he is really refining his role as one of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah, he's still able. He he's able to make, you know, they're not. He, he I won't say that he knocks it out of the park every time, but he makes good fucking movies. Like there's just like, and he makes balanced movies. Right. You never come away from a Tarantino movie saying, "Ah, that was fucking terrible." Yeah. No, it's always like, "Oh, yeah, that was good. That was I liked what he did there." He he, especially what he's doing with his last two films, Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards. Um, he's taking a historical approach, sort of rewriting and having his liberties with history, gets you very, very involved, and literally just salt and peppers in comedic relief. Moments, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you're in such a serious fucking movie like Inglorious Bastards, and just Brad Pitt will come in and just lighten it, like break the tension a little right. bit. Like, mm. so balanced, like just enough. Yeah. Where you walk away and you go, that was... Amazing! It was an amazing movie. Oh yeah, Glorious Bastards was one of my favorite movies. Yeah, well, uh, you can go back and listen to our top five movies, and I think that was that was on my, my list. Top was five, yeah, two or three. Yeah, that's how it is. All right, so it comes to that time in the podcast. Without further ado, everybody's number one pick, and this week it happens to be spoiler alert: Sidekicks. Yay! Hooray! Kyle, what is your number one sidekick? Of all time. Okay. Um, this is... Of th- all time. All time. Is, I don't is, mean today. Um, my, I my, mean all time. My number one sidekick oh. of all time is the quintessential sidekick. If if we were to play a mind game and I were to... If, if I were to like, give you a list of words and you say it as quick as you can, oh, and I said I know sidekick, what, I know what this who is. would you say? Robin. 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 God damn yeah. it. Fucking Robin. <laughs> if I were to have a top five list of worst sidekicks, you'd be number one. No. Bullshit. Bullshit. Not, not Robin. Not uh, or, just or, Robin. Not sp- like going into greater detail. Dick Grayson, who yeah. is the yeah, first I was about to say, original which Robin. Robin. Are you going with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going. It, it was a, it was kind of a struggle for me. Like I wanted to go with Tim Drake, but I went. I like ultimately went with Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson became Nightwing. Not only did he become Nightwing, but he became Batman. When Batman went to uh, Purgatory, spoiler alert for yeah. those who are the comic, Whoa. Batman, Batman goes to Purgatory in R.I.P. And Dick Grayson assumes the cowl and becomes Batman in Gotham City. Uh, Dick Grayson being of the Flying Graysons, the original the Robin, he's the one who's depicted the most in movies. Uh, Robin being the quintessential sidekick. He is what you think of when you think of sidekicks. Um I am a huge fan of Batman, and mm. I've always been a huge fan of the animated series, of the comic books, of some of the movies, and uh, I've always been relatively satisfied with the way that Robin's been portrayed. Uh, Dick Grayson uh, being a close first to Tim Drake, um, I've always just like Robin. Who, yeah. who else? Who else for the year number one but Robin? No, I, I agree with that. That's definitely an honorable mention for me. Yeah, oh. I don't like Robin. Why is that? <sighs> too easy. It's okay. It's it's too easy, and 
when I think of Robin, I don't know for whatever reason. I always you think of old school Robin. I think of old school Robin. Yeah. Burt yeah. Ward. I, I get it. Oh, like yeah. Burt Ward yeah. on the fucking. Like, holy smokes, yeah. Batman! Holy <laughs> rusted metal, Batman! No, the metal. It's rusted and holy. Oh. Yeah. No, I think I think of a guy whose parents were killed uh, by gangsters. The Flying Graces. His fellow uh, acrobats were killed by gangsters. Who has sort of a, a, a similar. Revenge plot to Batman and ultimately accepts Batman as his as his father, as his mentor, and himself becomes Batman. So how do you, how do you feel about the ending of um, what's the third Christopher Nolan Batman? Dark Knight Rises. Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises. Rises. How do you feel about the ending to that? Uh, what was his name in that? His name wasn't it, it was it John was John something. But yeah, he's like, oh yeah, call me Robin. I thought that was great. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see some kind of a spinoff with um Joseph Gordon with Joseph Gordon Levitt. But Christopher Nolan's got to do but it. No, yeah, it'll never happen. And I right. think it ended. Yeah, he's done with it. Batman. Ended perfectly for the for the viewer in in typical Nolan fashion to just kind of fill in the blanks themselves and just imagine. Okay, Gordon Levitt became. The Nightwing or Robin or whatever, what have you. <clears throat> but a big reason why I chose Dick Grayson over any other Robin was just just by virtue of the fact that he's done, he he grew beyond the Robin role and became Nightwing, and then eventually becomes Batman himself. Like I think Dick Grayson is the ultimate Robin. When when anybody talks about Robin, it is Dick Grayson. So uh, he is my number one sidekick. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not gonna argue that. Because I, I I just think old school Robin. That's, yeah, that's one. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. The like, Burt Ward style Robin. Like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. tough for me. Like I like I'm a big fan of Tim Drake and like his his whole backstory, which was um, I think I think his his parents were killed, and this was this was around the time where the second Robin, Jason Todd, was was killed by the Joker, which was like a big controversial decision by DC. Yeah. So uh, Tim Drake comes into the picture, and Batman proceeds to train him more strenuously than he ever has any of his sidekicks any more strenuously than Batgirl or uh Jason Todd or Dick Grayson um Tim Drake was also featured in the new animated series I'm I'm nerding out excuse me and uh he he's he, also in the uh the new Arkham games too yeah he's in the he's in yeah. the Arkham games and he becomes the Red Robin after Batman disappears so so Dick Grayson becomes the new Batman while Tim Drake stays loyal to the original Batman is like I'm searching for Batman this is who this is who I am so it was tough for me but I I'll have to say that like I'll go with the OG I'll go with t- with uh with uh, Dick Grayson so yeah but number 1 Nice. All right. Uh, number one, John. Okay. Well, my original number one was actually George Costanza, which is fine. <laughs> I'm like, well, Robert just like did most of the work for me for George Costanza. Right. But going off uh, Kyle's uh, number one pick, I'm changing my number one pick right now on the spot. To Robin? No. Oh, damn it. When I think of a sidekick, I think basically he's what makes the hero go. Like, the hero wouldn't exist without him. He couldn't do anything about him. So in the Batman universe, I'm going Alfred. with Alfred. Yes. <laughs> Alfred, Alfred Pennyworth. Alfred helped raise him. Yep. He knows his secret identity. He goes along with Bruce Wayne's crazy plan to become a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> right? The whole time, he's just, like, completely yeah. loyal to him and his family. Yeah. And it's just, like, he stitches him up. Every night, he feeds him. And the whole time, it's just like, it's this kind of, this weird kind of pseudo-father-son relationship. Right. And it's just, you 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 know that Bruce Wayne 
Like, he would have a hard time existing without Alfred. This is an old man that's like, he's seen some shit. Yeah. Like, he's, he's been around. He's, he's an old man. He's, it, fucked a, he's fucked once or twice. Before once or twice, around. yeah. <laughs> so, so fucking Bruce Wayne comes back from, from uh, Nepal or whatever, yeah. training with Ra's al Ghul some, or whatever fucking can. Some unnamed Asian country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, hey. I want to be a fucking bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to be a bad I want to fight guy. crime. I'm He's like, like, all right. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's do it. Right, let's do it. Yeah. yeah, I got you. And, like, you know, he helps him out every way he can. And if you watch, going back to Dark Knight Rises, if you watch one of the last scenes where oh. it was just where <laughs> Alfred is standing over Bruce Wayne's grave, and it's just like he breaks down. Like, that was... I all like someone was chopping onions like oh, right next yeah. to me in that theater. No, you know who was chopping? Uh, what scene that I was getting chopped onions on was yeah. when uh, Bruce Wayne, like, kind of like pushed Alfred away from his life. I was like, yeah, and like oh, Alfred yeah. sitting there crying. I'm like, fuck me. It's yeah. just you know you uh, you pick your favorite uh, your Robin. You know I what think? though? What's that? Al- uh, Michael Caine played a fucking fantastic I know, I was, Alfred. Right? I was gonna say like he did, but. He, he, the fucking the the Alfred in the, in the in the previous movies from Batman to Batman Forever like who is oh, that? Uh, that's my John Alfred. Gilgan? That's my fucking that's Alfred. Your Alfred. That's who. Like if really? I if I if I picture Alfred in my head, well, that's who you grew up with. That's the guy. That's the guy. Is I that think John about. Gilgood? I can't remember. No, no, it's uh, oh, no. this guy. Yeah, that guy right there. Yeah. That's Alfred. Come on. That's if I if I if I'm picturing Alfred, I'm picturing the guy in the little the, like the monocle look spec. It's just Michael Goo. I love Michael Caine's interpretation of Alfred. Like he wasn't like a completely subservient guy. He he kind of had his own personality, but he was still had that loyal kind of fatherly aspect about him. You know, and plus he had like that great Michael Caine kind of accent and kind of wittiness about him. It was just a perfect combination. Here's badass Alfred. Look at that. Ooh, yeah, motherfucking <laughs> yeah. house. <laughs> I will say that in the Batman vs Superman movie, Alfred will be played by Jeremy Irons, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah, man. I, um, yeah, I saw. Jeremy wait, Irons wait, is a wait, great wait, actor. Wait, wait. Jeremy Irons is Wait a great a actor. Fucking he, minute. Yeah, that's Irons. happening, right? Yeah, really? Jeremy Irons, Irons is going to be. Yeah. Oh Christ. This, this movie, okay, I've been waiting. It looks like a train wreck. I've been waiting for a giant superhero movie with a huge budget to finally take a big shit mm-hmm. and crumble. I think this is going to be the one. I, uh, I do. I really don't think it's going to be that great. Batman no, I, neither do I. Like I think it, people are going to watch this and go, fuck this. I'm not doing this. But at the same time, they jerked off the fans a little bit with that trailer. and like every, uh, there's like They're building up the hype, so I don't know. I think honestly, it's, it'll make its money. No, I think it'll do... I think it'll make money, but I think critically, people aren't going to oh, care no, for it. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Superman Listen, was Man- fucking terrible. Yeah, Man yeah. of Steel made a lot of money at the box office, but critically speaking, it was it was mixed, to put, yeah. it, to put did, it lightly. I did not care for that That's movie. That's Ben Affleck. Right I'll never there. watch it again. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like if it's on FX or something, I, I, don't, I wouldn't care to watch it. I will Superman. say, though, that in the new Batman vs. Superman movie, they're go- as far as Batman goes, they're going the, the Dark Knight Returns route. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is which is cool. Which is a great if you if you never read The Dark Knight Returns, go out and read it right now. And you you see a death in the family uh, reference when mm-hmm. Batman's looking at the Jason Todd um, yeah. Robin suit, and, and you know it's clear that Joker had killed him. Right. And there's rumors that the the Joker from a uh, Suicide Squad is going to feature in Batman vs Superman in some capacity. Yeah, and Batman Ben Affleck appears in the Suicide Squad. He also appears in Argo. 
Which yeah. was, <laughs> when he Argo rescues those yeah. hostages. He was actually Batman in Argo. Yeah, so that's true. Fucking great, great choice there by the director. That would have been cool at the very end of but yeah. Argo. After the credits, he just pulls down the mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to my I, original point. I am the knight. <laughs> to my original point, none of this happens without Alfred. Bruce that's Wayne true. is just a Fair enough. sad little rich kid hiding in his mansion. Alfred is the thread that holds it all together. Cross-dressing yeah. in the cave. Yep. yep. <laughs> all right. Robert, number one. Well, I'm really Psychic. sorry, guys, that it doesn't coincide with this Batman stuff. <laughs> Come on, do it. There's no Batman characters that are number one on the my Joker, list. The Joker, you know. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's yeah, a pretty good one. She made my, my honorable, honorable mention. The new yeah. one's pretty good. Pretty yeah. hot looking. Margot Robbie. Oh, yes. oh, man. Oh, Lordy. She's so hot. Anyway. I would... I would do things. I would love her. <laughs> but your number one sidekick <laughs> but is... But my number one sidekick is actually from a video game. Oh, wow. And it's from a similar video game that John mentioned earlier. Instead of Luigi, I'm going with Yoshi. And I <laughs> think Yoshi, Yoshi is totally a sidekick. No, he's something that you ride. Let me tell, you let it's me a tell, sidekick. Let me tell everybody that's listening to this podcast that, that d- hasn't known Robert for years, but this <laughs> motherfucker picks Yoshi in everything. Like That's true. If we're playing Mario Kart, he's Yoshi. If we're, if we're playing is, Mario Party, is it, is it the long Yoshi. tongue? Yoshi. That, uh, that yeah, <laughs> I love the long tongue. Yeah. He helps Mario through yeah. so many things. No, nope, I grew Literally. up hating Yoshi. <laughs> and fuck you. Not Robert. only that, listen. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and your winning Mario Kart. And you're fucking getting all the stars in Mario Party. And fuck Yoshi. And in his own video game, Yoshi's awesome. Island, yeah. which really good games. Like they're like I, I don't know why like people don't talk about them more. Like, and I don't know why they don't make more of them. The one for the DS, which was a Yoshi's Island two, was probably my favorite game for the DS, and probably one of my favorite games ever it's amazing and yoshi in that game carries around baby mario baby luigi baby peach even a baby bowser and has to help them through the levels and you can't let them get too far if they get knocked off of your back you have to go chase them down and uh so he's not only a sidekick to mario he's a sidekick to all the characters but most of them when they're babies yoshi is the ultimate like uh sacrificial lamb of the mario series like because like if you need to complete a jump and you're on a yoshi you just fucking knock that bitch <laughs> off and you just, you, you're on the platform there's actually a comic about it where like yeah. you see like uh like yoshi's like yeah and, like they're riding along and then he jumps and then mario knocks him off and then, like, as Yoshi is falling, Mars like, fuck you. Little <laughs> right. fingers, yeah, in the air. Yeah, like, I can. I, also, the fact that, like, whenever you get knocked off a of Yoshi, he can kind of just run off the edge and yeah. just fall. <laughs> like, oh. but, but I will say that whenever Yoshi does appear in a game, especially with the new, new Super Mario uh, games coming out for, like, Wii and Wii U, whenever Yoshi appears, everybody gets excited and everybody wants a Yoshi. And you can knock people off a of Yoshi and people just get really pissed off. And everybody wants. I remember, like, three Yoshis ran off the edge and there was one yoshi <laughs> and everybody fought to get yoshi and it was just chaos just people knocking each other off <laughs> and some people getting eaten by yoshi and just getting stuck in their mouth so you couldn't get out of his mouth and it was just like it was just chaos oh i love yoshi i don't know i yeah. just think he's a great he's a great character and i like him way more than luigi he's a, no he's offense a, he's a good one even though mario clearly abuses the fuck out of him yeah probably but oh, that's yeah. that is we talked about a sidekick he takes the abuse, doesn't get any rewards. He's just there to help he's the hero there along. He's smiling. He's always smiling. Is he just, is and he, he comes in different colors. Yeah, that's oh, the blue one. Best one. <laughs> <laughs> you fly with him. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have to spend too much time on my number one because it is crossover. Thank you, Robert. Ooh. 
Uh, when I think of the ultimate sidekick of all time. Of all time! Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah. My, num- my, n- my number one sidekick is Chewbacca. Nice. I'll agree with that since he was on my list. Chewbacca was was on my honorable mentions, but I I thought See, that yeah, that well, would be I thought I think there I thought I didn't pick him because I knew there would be a lot of overlap. I See, thought somebody might have picked. If him. If I had to go Star Wars though, I wouldn't go with Chewbacca. I go with R two D two. I I thought about R two D two too. He's the uh, one who delivered the message to Obi Wan. That's a good sidekick. He had the lightsaber that it shot out of him in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So he so Luke could escape. He oh had, wait. He also had rocket boosters and shot oil in <laughs> episode yeah. three. That which made the for droid some re- slip. For some reason, he didn't. He never used again. And no. later in the timeline, apparently, you forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Chewie, yeah. Chewie is uh, timeless. All right. Well, one of the uh, one of the perks of being the host of the show is that I get to go first for honorable mentions. Yay. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> you can see some crossover here. I see. Uh, the only reason I didn't put these guys on my list um, was because I was debating really he- heavily whether they were sidekicks or not. And they were on my list as of last night, and then I was reminded of certain characters on my list currently. Uh, one being Raphael from the uh, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Good one. Was he a sidekick? Exactly. I don't know. I think he. I think that's, he's no. a sidekick. Because it's like, you know, you, you take a look at who gets all the credit and who's the alpha male there. That's clearly Leonardo. Look, it goes Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. Yeah, so it's like in that order. Okay. In that order, no yeah. debate. That's how <laughs> I mean, Raphael's such an asshole. Uh, we don't. Want to, I don't want to spend too much time on him. Another one being uh, Hit Girl from Kick Ass. Yeah, yeah. is she one. a sidekick? I don't yeah, know. I think so. Although she, I think she's she, getting her own movie now. I think good. <laughs> I I honestly, if I were to think about it, I would think that Kick Ass is the sidekick to Hit Girl. I think he's a sidekick to Hit Girl and her father, at least in the first right. one. Right. So I don't know. I had I had trouble putting Hit Girl on there. Although uh, I will say, when I think of like the sidekicks, what what made me decide whether somebody was a sidekick or not was who the focus was in the movie. And a lot of times, like Kyle mentioned, Doc Brown and uh, Marty, Marty McFly. McFly, and he was like, "Well, is Marty McFly the sidekick to Doc Brown, or is it the opposite way?" And I just thought, like, as a viewer, as watching the movie, you're watching Marty McFly's story, so I saw Doc Brown as the the sidekick. I go with Biff. <laughs> he is watching washing his car at the end of the first one. Yeah, yeah. you know what, John? Why don't you make like a tree and get out? Get out of the hell out of here! Uh, my only other honorable honorable mention. I didn't put her on the list, but I thought she'd be fun to fuck around with. Uh, Sarah Palin to John McCain. There you go. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. That's a great one. But it's just like I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever, Kyle. What are your honorable? I mentions? had a lot. Uh, Launchpad McQuack, if anybody knows who that is. Yes, I do. Darkwing yeah. Duck. DuckTales. And, du- and DuckTales. Yeah. And uh, he's just like kind of the, the if there's a duck Disney story, Launchpad <laughs> McQuack is your fucking sidekick in that story. Uh, uh, Chris Turk and, and Scrubs. I always liked his dynamic with JD. Uh, Dwight Schrute also made my list. Brock Sampson from the Venture Brothers. Brock mm. Sampson is just oh, a, yeah. a, a, mm. a killing machine. Just a killing machine. He's so cool. And a sex machine. No, it's it good. Loves, lo- loves Led Zeppelin. Loves fucking classic rock. Uh, Bender Bending Rodriguez. Oh, I <laughs> made oh, my, great made my <laughs> list. Uh, Dog from Half Life. D O G. Uh, if any if anybody's played Half Life Two, yep. Dog yeah. is oh, the yeah. Uh, Dog. yeah is, the bounty is, hunter. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she or it is Alex Dance's uh, robot dog that kind of helps Gordon Freeman out during the game. 
Uh, Samwise Gamgee, which is kind of like an obvious one. It's a good right. one. Um, Impana from Legend of Zelda. Uh, yeah, Impana or yeah, Impana. The only reason it didn't really make my list is because it's not developed as a character. It's just kind of like there. It's as right. your horse. Like there's no real story behind that. Uh, Beavis from Beavis and Butthead. I'd say Butthead's the the main guy. Beavis yeah. is the sidekick. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and Butterscotch from South Park. Right. I think it's oh, Butters. Yeah. Butters. Yeah. Yeah, he's, the be- he's the best. Yeah. Best character in South Park. John? Uh, I don't know. I, you can say, like, maybe Will Ferrell's entire supporting cast and Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's also... I think you and I should go plays together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> How about you say the next couple plays out, champ? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a chain of thought, but I lost it after that. Really? Yeah. That's your only honorable mention? Yeah. Well, I, come back to me later. I'm trying to think of it right now. All right, I'll just go through mine real quick. Um, I first I have Danny Butterman from Hot Fuzz. Oh, good one. I think good he one. plays a great yeah. uh, sidekick. He's too. he's hilarious. Just like he's the he's the he's he's kind of like a loser. He's like, the he audience. Was, he represents the audience. Like, right. Like, he doesn't know much. Danny Angel is it? Is it Danny Angel? Nick Angel. Nick Angel. Yeah. He's he is like the the superhuman, but like. Nick Butterman is, or Danny Butterman, Danny, Danny Butterman. <laughs> yeah. Nick Frost, Danny Butterman, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the audience. He's like the audience. Yeah, and I like how he just kind of plays, like, he just wants to do everything that's cool like Nick Angel does, and then later on he gets to live that kind of, those moments. Um, I also picked uh, Luigi. I picked Kazooie from Banjo and Kazooie. I used to love that game. Um, Samwise. Sully from the Uncharted series. Mm, that I, was like, I, Sully's yeah, awesome. I really almost picked one. even like Elena. I thought Elena was a great sidekick. Um, Watson, Sher- Sherlock Holmes. Of course. Uh, but boy, Watson was the one that was solving all of those fucking mysteries. I Watson know. was the fucking brain. But yeah. he's still a sidekick. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have Mini-Me from Austin Powers. Right. I think he's just, you know. He's funny. The, yeah. This one. Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. Yeah, I, I just, think, I just he almost made my top five. <laughs> He's just such a weird character, and I know I'm a grown up now, but I'll still like every once in a while if I see an, a clip from one of those la- like older episodes of uh, SpongeBob. There's like. Every once in a while, a line that he says that just it's still makes good. Me laugh. Yeah, he's, he's got some great moments. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Just, I just remembered my other honorable mention. Do it. I don't. I don't know if this counts as a sidekick, but he's in. Everything that our that our heroes in, and that's Q from the James Bond series. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll agree. It's with like that. quartermaster. I don't, it's just like, is he a sidekick or is he just like? Or you could even say Felix Leiter. Uh, Felix Leiter. Felix Leiter would, always no. played by somebody different. Yeah, but appears in like multiple Bond movies as Bond CIA counterpart. I like Black yeah. Leiter. Also, <laughs> I'll say Pikachu. Pikachu was also Pikachu. like a thing I consider, but uh, so. yeah, I'm gonna uh, leave you with one last honorable mention because it's the only non-real girl I've ever popped a boner for. Okay, like I've never popped a gr- boner for comics or video games or anything except Helga from Hey Arnold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, there Lon- I think it's Lana from Archer. Who's the who's who's the girl that Asia t- Taylor plays? Lana, I think. I think it's Lana. Yeah, yeah. she's hot. Yeah, she's, she's, she's in, a good in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a and cartoon I've considered jerking off to. Here's here's <laughs> this is for another top five, but one of the hottest cartoons, the mom from Incredibles. 
Yeah. I don't know oh why. God, yeah. She's so hot. Now. <laughs> Jesus well, I think Christ. We have, I think we have next week. It's Sailor topic. Moon. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's do top five. Top five, top five hottest cartoons. Yeah. To jerk off to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, I guess next week is top five hottest cartoons we want to jerk off to. All right. Fuck it. This is whatever. We'll see. Fuck it. All right. Flintstones. <laughs> so thank you so much for sticking with the bug attack and long explanations of George Costanza. Um, for Kyle Appleyard, John Lazva, Robert Lamb, and myself, Jonathan Moss, uh, thank you. And this was Top 5 Sidekicks. We'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.